Welcome to another episode of No Era Penal, our podcast about soccer, soccer, and sometimes football. I am Marcel. And I am Vicente. Thank you for listening to two handsome, smart, funny-looking guys dedicated to football and finding love. So we have new... uh, Newly designed FIFA cards. You got it. Not to take credit for um, the actual design itself. It looks beautiful. It's a, it actually got it from a website that they provide you, and you can just edit. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So not to uh, not yeah. to take credit for all of it, but everything else. Yeah, I, I um <laughs> I edited the uh, our um our skills. I guess you can call it our talents and stuff like that. Um, our, our metrics. Our metrics. That's good. Um, first and foremost, I think we need to po- po- uh, point out that we are 99 ratings. Yeah, so uh, as you can see, everything here adds up to a 99. <laughs> Even though one's a point twelve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some outliers, but... Okay, over. so the 99 looks, uh, you were pretty generous with that. I think I would rate me as a solid 6 out of 100. Uh, I'd go with a 103. The only thing was that I tried to um, keep the digits, except for your intelligence, uh, at, at, you know, double digits. Um, um, so, you know, 99, just like on FIFA, you know, the overall rating, the you know, yeah. I guess 99 is the, is the, is the <laughs> most. And I think we hit, I think you hit that. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I put it on myself as well. Like I said, like I've said before, yeah. you know, it's just for my self-esteem. That's true. This is one of those you rumors we. This is one of those rumors we tell ourselves. <laughs> so hopefully it catches on. <laughs> so that I can keep on. Going, yeah. The thing about the one fifty three IQ is, <laughs> I, I don't some... know how it's fucking measured. <laughs> like what's the score? Like <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I think it's like, um, I think like a uh, average, like below, like low average is like, I think it was like eighty to ninety, and then like. Average is like, and again, I could be totally wrong. Average is like up to like 120 or some shit. No, like something like that. And then intelligence is like 100, like like, like really smart or t- or um is like hits like 104 or something like that. I mean, I can I guess look it up right now. But um <clears throat> yeah, basically the test review maintain 100 as the average. Most people about 68 percent between 85 and 115. Only a small fraction of people. Are very low, below seventy, or high above one thirty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a twelve. <laughs> Mine has a twelve. Um, this was a. I took a. I took a. Um, what do you call it? I took a um, questionnaire, and um, or not a questionnaire, but I actually took an IQ test, and that's what it came out to. So. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, definitely IQ and looks. I think we were spot on. I think you're a very, very good-looking, intelligent man. The uh, the pace. Can we uh, focus on pace? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, like, the only, like, athletic, you know, skill here or something. <laughs> well, I put, I put uh, goalkeeping. Goalkeeping? Yeah, for you, it's goalkeeping. I put mine as just skill. Um, I have three. Um, <laughs> again, this is more uh, current. 
Yeah, I think uh, back in my golden days, I was at least a 47. Uh, <laughs> Where are you 40, right now? 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at my peak, I was about 14. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, my, my pace is... Where, 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 where was yours? You were at what? My pace is 25, which... Uh, Once again, guys, this is on a scale. If you guys don't know FIFA, you guys aren't really familiar with, like, what we're talking about. It's, like, the actual player card. Um, so it was IQ that we've gone over. It's IQ, looks, and pace. <laughs> so, yeah, my pace is 23. I have skill. He has goalkeeping. I have three um, on my skill. And uh, <laughs> 43. <laughs> Blood alcohol content. Yes, yes, we went over our blood alcohol content on average, an average day, on an average, average day. day. Yeah, it's definitely a point twelve, <laughs> which is what, like maybe, like freaking a twenty four. I don't know. Let's I see. No, it's uh, it's a lot though. Well, let lot. me uh, go to the bar, get some drinks, get pulled over, um, <laughs> get pulled over driving back home, take a yes. breathalyzer, yes, uh, pass it. Uh-huh. The higher the number, you know, the, the better the score. And then do it again next week. Next that way week. you know exactly like, okay, this this week I drank a 20, or I drank like three beers. The next day I do six beers. And that way you can compare them and see where you're at. <laughs> Mine's a 0. 0.14. Um, 0. 0.14? 0. 0.14. 0. 0.14. As I. So uh, according to the Google 8. Point ten to point twelve, um, significant impairment of motor <laughs> coordination and loss of judgment. Speech may be slurred. Okay, uh, <laughs> loss of judgment. I think we're there. I, I mean, I'm there since like <laughs> in general. That's my. my <laughs> I, uh, it is true because uh, we're friends, so there's a there's a lack of judgment there. <laughs> Um, wait, <laughs> it's not available, uh, not available. Uh, for me, at least, there wasn't a scale that could measure that much. <laughs> um, it just wasn't disclosed. Just it was, disclosed. You know, it's one of those things where it's uh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna be generous and and uh, subtract 100 pounds from my weight. So at the moment, I weigh um, around 40 pounds, and not judging, you know weight or anything like that um, oh yeah that's true um, but weight just, is not an indicator of anything you, except uh me and vicente trying to be trying to be uh how would i say this in uh for those who don't speak uh english uh <laughs> stupid <laughs> those who don't speak <laughs> and then says in english, in english yeah. everybody just heard that right <laughs> <laughs> oh man um no it's um just just something where when you play soccer <laughs> you don't want to obviously be a little bit heavier than <laughs> yeah the oh yes the guy that's one fucking 30 and running right past you that's what it is yeah. guys you know, that's true no buddy <laughs> uh just <laughs> just thought it was a little humorous but um so I hope I don't offend anybody in any way. But yeah. Regardless. No, no, no. Or we, the IQ. 
Or the IQ, yeah. I if mean, anybody did get a 12 out there, there I'm sorry. It wasn't meant to offend. If anybody has gotten a 0.14 with the BAC. The BAC. You know, if anybody has like a 12 on looks, no offense to them No either. offense. <laughs> Just no offense to anyone. You know, we do speak about soccer here. Um, yeah, so first part a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna speak about, you know, a couple players who uh we see a lot of potential in. Two players that Marcel and I have um I guess you can say kind of, you know, reported on, you know, kind of um and just uh really I don't know, really big fans and 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 can see a lot coming from them. So, Mason Mount. Uh, Mason Mount plays with Chelsea. Um, a very center mid, center attacking mid, more of a center attacking mid. You do want him in that in that role. Um, so yeah, let me uh, just speak a little bit about Mason Mount. Um, you know, twenty-one year old um, has been with Chelsea since he was seven years old. Um, a player that, again, has come out from the Chelsea Academy. He's been on loan with Vitesse. He's been on loan with Derby County with uh, Lampard. He actually, then when Lampard came to Chelsea two years ago, he brought Mount back. Mason Mount was talked about as a good player coming in. Wasn't, you know, looked at as a complete star just yet. Uh, he was actually looked at and said by a lot of pundits, by a lot of Chelsea fans even, that he was only being picked because he was British, because he was coming from Derby County, because, you know, they called him Lampard's son. And to be quite honest, I actually bought a Mason Mount shirt at the beginning of last year because I was, I was in love with this guy. I think he was a monster. He had a maybe dip in form last year. Uh, towards mid-season, but ever since then, and and that's when people were talking a lot of uh, a lot of crap about him that he was only being picked for this, this and that because he's British, because he's young, because you know he's you know Frank Lampard's son is what they would call him, and then he would be you know chosen for England, and then it was oh he's you know Southgate's son, you know all the you know he's just and it was just like really tiring to hear that because. To me, I thought this guy was this guy was brilliant, and I wasn't the only one, obviously, that thought he was brilliant. I'm not saying I freaking discovered him. Discovered, yeah, like. You... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, there was time. I mean, it was just so much. Um, you know, so with his physique, he's a very average to medium stature, and he's a uh, slim, uh, to average body frame. Um, but a player with a lot of strength in his lower body, a player that can hold up play uh, at, at being maybe what? I believe he's 5'10". And in, in, in playing in England, you know, very physical league, this guy is a very strong player, a very physical player, a guy who goes into tackles, um, very brave, and will go. It doesn't matter, you know, who he's playing against. He's not timid in his, um, you know, in, in his uh, physicality, doesn't, you know, back down on his, um, you know, um, 
Yeah, I mean, in, in his in his in, in, in being physical. Um, a, a, a guy that you don't you watch him play and you don't see too much pace in. You see, he's he's you know he has pace in him, but he's not the fastest on the field. But he can run with the ball, and what I mean by run with the ball is he doesn't dribble around you, but he will get around you um, with his quick change of pace. His quick yeah. change of pace when he uh, is on a one-on-one kind of player. Uh, one thing that I think is that I don't think people talk enough about is the way that he his turn. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed that, Marshall. Time and again, that and and you can if you Google. If you go to, you know, if you follow, you know, a lot of uh, sports uh, or soccer Twitter accounts, they'll talk so much about his, uh, that, that turn. But I don't think a lot of pundits will, like, really talk about how good that is. The guy is brilliant with that little piece of skill, that turn on the ball, that first touch, and he guides that ball where exactly where he needs to be. And uh, time and again, it's a little dummy to himself and then just... Um, and, and uses that little quick change of pace. Work rate is brilliant. The guy can play that um, box-to-box kind of player as well. He can play that role. Uh, going into the tackles, that's what I was trying to say earlier. That Going into tackles, very brave. Going into tackles um, and winning them. The thing is that he uh-huh. wins them against yep. players bigger than him, you know, twice his height, twice his weight, and he wins these tackles. But he does it in such a brilliant way. He, he obviously is just smaller in, in his physique. However, he uses his lower body so well, his um, that advantage of, you know, if, if, he's, if it's a shorter player, uh, he, 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 he uses his body in a sort, certain way. If it's a bigger player, then he'll use his, his um, you know, strength, his lower body strength in, in a certain mm-hmm. way to get that ball. So his tackling is just brilliant. Um, attitude, this guy is a future I'm telling you guys right now, he is a future England captain. Marshall, I don't know oh, if yeah. you agree with me or disagree yeah, on that. Yeah, definitely. This guy is a future uh, England captain and a future Chelsea captain. He's actually already been, uh, you know, captain twice. They have been uh, both FA Cup games. Um, however, it doesn't matter. The kid is 21 years old, and and it's and he's already been captain twice. You know, yeah, they have Jorginho and Aspi. Um, as, you know, their main captains, and Thiago Silva. However, you know, in FA Cup games, Thiago Silva has been injured. Jorginho doesn't usually play. They'll put Gilmore, um, who's another guy that we'll get into, Billy Gilmore. I love him. Uh, And, and yeah, Jorginho, who is a a natural leader. But this guy, his attitude is brilliant. This guy, with his reaction when they're down, his reaction when they're up, his reaction in – before games, after games, his reactions um, immediately after a goal and what and how you're supposed to react because a lot of times goals come right after that first goal or, you know, and he does a brilliant job. Or even coming off the bench and just playing and, and after 70, you know, it's been 70 minutes already and he mm-hmm. comes off the bench, his attitude coming in is as if he is starting a game from scratch and he needs to make an inca- impact and he'll do it. And he's done it time and again. Uh, the very first game with Tuchel, he actually started off in the bench. He came in, and I th- and I'm not kidding you. I think he made such like a, a huge impact. Where I think it was like two or three um, chances of goal just because of he came in, and it, it was just such an immediate reaction. They they did tie that game, 
but it was such an immediate reaction that he has. And that's that attitude that, that to me that shows. He's very vocal. He's consistent in terms of being there for his teammates when it comes yeah. to tackling, filling in the position. If, if Kante goes up, you know, he, feel, he fills in that role very, very well, very quick. Very good game awareness and field awareness. Such a great player. He's technical. He is very technical with the ball. He doesn't – something that um, he does lack, though, is that st- statistics. He doesn't have the goals. He doesn't have the, the assist just yet. However, if you're looking at chance creations, I believe I saw a stat, and I, I, I should have that stat up with you guys. I apologize. But he has been very consistent in his chance creation in the Premier League compared to people like De Bruyne, compared to Bruno Fernandes. This guy has been time and again very, very good with his chance creation. So that's been mm-hmm. very brilliant. Um, so he's technical in that in that regard. He's such a good passer, short passing, long, uh, long passing. Uh, dr- uh, like I said, he's not much of a dribbler. He won't take you guys on in a, in a flashy dribble, but he's very good, you know, runner with the ball in terms of encarar. Um, yeah. You know, and and uh, making that making that quick change of pace using his 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 good. Like I said, a quick change of pace to get around a player does very well to find his the space in between lines, in between uh, in those open spaces. Does such a good job cutting lines with his passing. A lot of times, Chelsea, you'll see a very big gap between, you know, because they defend with six or seven and then they attack with also six or seven. So it'll be that very quick transition and you'll see him cut lines and he'll cut lines quick. Such a good player with that. Uh, knows when to stop, play back, and when to attack. Not too eager with the ball. Very smart. Has a very good shot. Uh, you know, he does not a very, you know, he's not an aerial threat. You won't see him, you know, fighting too much with headers yeah. or anything like that. But he's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, very good. Doesn't really lose the ball too much. Um, and yeah, that's, and then, and yeah, intelligence. I think, uh, for his age, the guy is probably one of the most intelligent players of his age. You know, under 23, not many that can compete with him with his intelligence. He's playing, like I said, that attitude that he has, I think shows that, that intelligence, that leadership mm-hmm. role that he that he brings is, you know, that intelligence. He probably does not have an IQ of 12, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so good with that. He has, like I said, such good uh, game and field awareness. Very, being very patient, not forcing anything forward. Uh, very good at closing down spaces when pressuring, especially with, with Tocho. He does so well with that counter press. Uh, very good with finding, like I said, those pockets. And that finding those pockets is such something so, you know, very intelligent. And, um, you know, going forward with the ball, so good with that. Uh, dealing with high press, like Liverpool's high press, he does so well to deal with that press. Finding that open man and then moving right away to make sure that, that man can find him and do quick, you know, you know, a quick give and go yeah. in, the, in that kind of regard, you know? So, I mean, that's kind of my report on, on Mason Mount. Uh, my prediction on this guy, like I said, is he is a future captain of England, of Chelsea, and he is a top player. And I am very, very excited to see what comes next.
we pay attention a lot to to young players and and I think uh I for sure at least mention Oscar Minguez on, on Twitter. Um I watch a lot of the Barcelona B games. Um I keep up with the Juvenil Juvenil A and B yeah. uh U19 teams. Uh, and Oscar Minguez is one player along from a, a stacked Barcelona B team. Uh but for sure Oscar Minguez was it, it was one of those players where I I knew if he would have gotten the chance on the first team, he would have cemented a a spot for sure. Um, I think uh, next year he can definitely earn a first team position, uh, especially mm-hmm. if Goldman stays and he keeps his formation. Uh, also, Oscar Mingesa, you know, personally, uh, I rate higher than Ronald Araujo. Um, Araujo, great player, great physique, great size. Um, He's learned a lot uh, with the ball at his feet. Uh, But there's something about a player who's just comfortable and has been comfortable with the ball at his feet, like Oscar Mingueza, compared to uh, Ronald Araujo, who wasn't comfortable last couple of years. He put in the work, which credit to him again. It's amazing. It's not that easy, you know, being a 6'3", 6'4", center back, uh, coming out from the back, playing with the ball at your feet. Um, yeah. But again, you know, I, I can only compare him to Minguesa because there's two players who've come up uh, through the youth ranks of Barca. Well, uh, yeah, Oscar Minguesa, yeah, definitely a, a, a central defender who can play out wide. He's had his games at, at right back. Um, he's yeah. had his games at as the... Uh, left-sided center back and a few minutes at a left back. Uh, one of those players who has a very Sergio Ramos-esque uh, trajectory. Uh, Sergio Ramos started off with Sevilla as a right back. Uh, same thing as Minguesa, you know, comfortable with the ball at his feet and willing to to tackle, get down, get dirty, pull a shirt, get a yellow card, talk right. some smack, smack a player, you know, hit someone. And I think that's something uh, uh, a defender for, you know, a Barca defender has been missing a lot. Uh, obviously, we, we, we watched Piqué play, and I think he cried one time because someone threw a pen or something. At, at <laughs> oh, yeah. Puyol, Puyol, Puyol. 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 <laughs> but uh, this is, uh, you know, Minguez is one of those players that you watch coming out. He, he can come out straight up, dribble from the back line all the way, pushing up that 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 the opponent's midfield and the defensive line, pushing them back a little more, you know, pinning them against against the the goal. And above all, I mean, I think if if you're going to have a player make those runs, make those dribbles, you want him to to have the the intelligence of either taking the shot or crossing the ball. once you, especially once you get into that last third, there's no point of getting there and, and dropping back and and passing the ball back again. I think Minguesa has done an amazing job of at least trying to break that last third. Yeah. Um, short passes with Sergino Das, he's done an amazing job, especially in this Gomez system where Das is playing that right wing back, you know, free up and down the line up to a certain point because Minguesa is also a player who will go from the center back position 
and cover all the way to the to the right back position. So he's yeah. got at least like 20, 30 yards of, of space to cover, but he has enough speed yep. and the size to do that. He's he's not too big. You know, he he's six feet, pretty lean guy, but he's not a big guy where he's six three, but you know, a toothpick. Has everything to be a first team player. He's has everything to be a top talent in the world. I think what helps him a lot is obviously this Barca label. If you're a player like this, you you come up in, in smaller teams, it's harder to pick up center backs. And it's so tough playing center back at Barca because of what they demand from your center backs. Mm, you know, not only do you defend, but you have to attack and hold the attack. But as as a youngster coming up from the youth ranks, he understood that culture, what they asked for. You know, he's been molded to do this. And uh, I'm glad Barca finally gets their, um, their center back, that true Barca identity center back. We were kind of going in on Netherlands uh, <laughs> when they... <laughs> When they uh, lost to Turkey, yeah, uh, obviously not pretty, not ideal, but they were able to bounce back. Obviously, they listened to our criticism. Uh, I think uh, the coach Frank De Boer. Yeah, he 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 heard you. He heard you loud and yeah, clear. Yeah, he. <laughs> they took a two nothing victory over Latvia, which I mean. That should have been more definitely. For They've sure. had they had eleven shots on target, thirteen off target, seventy six percent possession, uh, seven hundred fifty passes completed. Uh, so obviously it was domination, you know, front back domination. But yeah. again, uh, the, this this is those games where you have to win three, four, five, zero. You know. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you don't want to get caught up in a, in one of those tying situations and then you lose because of goals. For sure. Um, so right now they're breaking even. They're still third place. Right. So, you know, it, it's going to get interesting here. It It, it is uh, a Story. whole – yeah, it's a home and away against each team. So we've still got eight games left. Belgium. Belgium. Let's check Republic. Uh, 60, 62% possession. Very high. Four shots off target, four on, against six on and six off for Czech Republic. This should have been a win for the number one FIFA-ranked club. Here's the thing. I used to watch a I, – I used to watch the World Cup – in channels that weren't very uh, a norm to want to play the soccer games. And I absolutely hated when they would play, they would say, oh, the number rank, number one ranked versus the number, you know, 23rd. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like this isn't March Madness. March Madness. Yeah. The FIFA rankings don't matter. Yeah, a uh, disappointing result for Belgium. A disappointing result for Belgium. Uh, you look at Czech Republic now, you know, they're both with four points, Wales still uh, a day to play. I believe they play tomorrow. They didn't play yeah, Mexico they, instead. They play this 
week, I believe, Wednesday. Uh, this week, yeah. They usually do one friendly against mm-hmm. the, uh, any other country that doesn't relate to the qualifiers. By the way, I did notice that I said the Europa League last podcast. It is the European World Cup qualifying. I apologize. I don't know why I said <laughs> Europa League. I know, I know the difference, so I apologize. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, Wales have a game in hand. So does Belarus. We'll see how that goes. They play each other. Wales needs to win that game because Belarus won the first game, or they won they won their first game. Uh-huh. So we're looking at Czech Republic with four, Belgium with four, Belarus with three, and then Wales right behind with zero points. They still have they did play Belgium. So yeah, so some of these groups have five teams. Um, so obviously one team is going to be left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but exactly. I, uh, we're no mathematicians, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, they're I all going to have the same number of matches played. I did study a lot of, like, um, I did study a lot of physics mm, and biology yeah. in my day. Yeah. So I do know a thing or two about geometry and how these groups work and stuff like Shapes. that. Shapes. So, shapes, yeah. I don't know. Portugal. Portugal. 2-2. Very controversial game. Very, very controversial. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously scored that goal. Ball crossed over the line. But somehow two refs didn't see it. What I'm... I I would think they would have VAR. Seven. At the very least, goal line technology. Goal line, yeah. Because goal line technology <laughs> obviously became came in before VAR. And mm-hmm. I think they still use both. They still use both in the like Premier League in the in La Liga. They yeah. still use both oh, yeah. in, 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 in top leagues. <sighs> How do you not at least have goal line technology? I don't understand that. Or even do you remember before goal line technology they had a ref at the end? A ref on the line, yes. absolutely understand well first of all you know what let me say this yes cristiano ronaldo was very upset and he rightfully so Mm -hmm. you were winning 2-0 and you let them come back that's true so don't come in and 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 blame it all on that you guys had plenty of time to 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 play better Mm -hmm. you know just to not 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 shitting on serbia because they're not a a horrible team but portugal is a very very Mm -hmm. very good squad uh, I think right. Portugal should be anyone they face in general. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Especially with with this good young generation, probably yeah. haven't seen a Portugal team this good in 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 years, probably decades. Uh, I think last time maybe you know obviously Luis Figo generation Figo, yeah. Figo. Deco, Rui Costa. Young, young Ronaldo, young Ronaldo, young Nani, uh, Pepe, young Pepe, Pepe young Pepe, a hundred percent. I would agree with you. Um, yeah, just like you're saying, I think if you really break down their like squad, if you just kind of look at this match here, let me go back to this game that they had just uh just played. Give me one quick second. Mm-hmm. You're looking at top players in every game in every club that they're playing in. Right, mm-hmm. you're looking at Cristiano Ronaldo. Obviously, that's 
you know, goes without saying, Toppin is Juve still, still obviously one of the best players in the world. You're looking at Ruben Diaz, uh, a top, top player at City. Joao Concello, same thing. Then you start looking at Bruno Fernandes, one of the most important players in Manchester United. Bernardo Silva, one of the most important, undervalued, I don't think in, undervalued by, definitely not undervalued by Guardiola, mm-hmm. but by Man City fans. Um, and I may be wrong. You know, there might be Man City fans who are going crazy about Bernardo Silva, but I think he is so good. I think he is so, so important. And then you have Diego Jota, or Diogo Jota, I'm sorry, who is a more rotation kind of player at mm-hmm. Liverpool, but you've noticed his difference when he goes out there and he plays. And then you have Joao Felix, who is, like you said, golden boy. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ruben Neves, who is so important at Wolves. I mean, these are players, and yes, there's more players that they have. However, these are the these are players that, in their clubs, they're one of the most important. Mm-hmm. Like, if not the most important. So it's very, very interesting how the, the, the actual team that they have. I think I saw, like, a picture. There was, like, a highlight, and it showed Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Bernardo Silva together. And I was just like, oh, my God, what a freaking mistake. <laughs> just them three. Just on three. Jeez, man. France won 2 0. Yeah. What they, they, uh, oh, Dembele scored. <laughs> Kazakhstan, though. Should they have. Uh, I didn't want to think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you saw that, but Mbappe <laughs> was one on one versus the goalkeeper, or, or it was 2v1. However, he dribbled past a defender, could have laid it off to Dembele. Did not do that. Decided to take a shot, missed, and then <laughs> followed that up by missing a penalty. A PK, yeah. It just kind of, it's kind of like confidence, like you know, you, you drain that confidence a little bit. But it's it's yeah. he knows what he has. He knows what he, That's what true. he can do. So you know, it is what it is. He could have scored that goal. Could have made that penalty. Situational things that could have changed the game. There was an own goal. It looks like. Um, and yeah, I mean, sixty-three possession. So then, take away the own goal, it's only a one-nothing victory. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it's it, it goes both ways. You know, you, they could have scored by more if they would have had that penalty. They would have had that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you would have made that better decision, <laughs> or it could have been one-zero without that. You know, own goal, and that would have been enough against Kazakhstan. I mean, and I mean, like the. the all players who play in top teams, Hugo Lloris, Tottenham, Dinge, Everton, Lenglet, Barca, Zuma, Chelsea, Dubois, I believe he's in a smaller team. And unless PSG call him, Leon? Okay. Yeah, he's with Leon. Okay. Dombele, again, you know, these are all players. Tottenham. Tottenham, Pogba. They're all playing top, top squads. So. I mean, at least they got. Possession. Uh, I think uh, Dembele scoring is a huge boost for him coming for sure. back to Barca. For sure. Uh, struggled in the early part of the year. Hasn't scored for France since 2018. Uh, Jeez, struggled. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice seeing him back because obviously we we watched those games where he was playing with Borussia Dortmund and he was just tearing it up left and right. 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 You know, it's uh, he was insane. Uh, dipped in form at Barca, you know, 
has had issues with staying fit. Uh, I think this maybe this year or last year, it was like injury, came back for two games, got injured again. And, you know, it's just a, a common theme for him. But And see, like, I've, st- I've had issues with staying fit, but that's because, you know, like I eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never work out. <laughs> I, I like to drink. Um, <laughs> you're, a professional, you're a professional soccer player. Stay fit, my guy. England won. England. Oh, we can just we sh- we could have a uh, whole, whole pocket, of, yeah. of of England. What a what a squad. Albania to zero. I think they just need to do a little bit of a better job in the final third. However, like you like we talked about, you know, you're still missing Rashford. There's people that you didn't bring, you know. <laughs> Imagine having that luxury, just yeah, like I mean, bringing players who are top of the leagues, top of their teams. You didn't bring Madison. Madison, Vardy? I mean, you didn't bring Madison or Vardy. And and it's fine. He knew that he was playing, you know, uh, Southgate knew he was playing two weaker opponents. Mm-hmm. So he knew that he could kind of, uh, what do you call it? He could experiment, experiment with the squad. Yeah, definitely. He still brought his main guys in terms of Walker, Stones, McGuire, Luke Shaw. The, the the goalkeepers looks like he's sticking with Pope twice now, so that's interesting. Mount has played has started twice, and uh, it looks like the, it looks like he's solid on those. That's those are the people that he trusts a hundred percent. And then the rest he can kind of. It's just such a stacked team. I think it's such it's a team that he's experimenting with a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting if he stuck with that four three three. Uh, it's interesting to see if Phillips and. You know, Rice would switch there, and Rice would play more of the six, a more of a holding man. Mm. Have Mount and Foden yeah. going at you yeah. and creating for you. Oh gosh, <laughs> such a yeah. You know, it took a while for for England to get here too. Uh, there were some years of like just weird weirdness. I don't know how to describe it. It was like ho. It was like in between, like Wayne Rooney era to now. Yeah. Um, it was just a tough transition as well. Three good players and eh, and yeah. then six good players and then eh. <laughs> exactly. Denmark won 8-0 <laughs> against Moldova, uh, which, I mean, probably not the best team in England either. Uh, so, you know, this 8-0 is what I expect, you know, Portugal or a France or uh, Netherlands, you know, it's obviously it's possible and from <laughs> yeah a Denmark team who is is good but not the level as as Portugal Netherlands or or France no. against a Moldova no who is probably at the same level as uh some of those teams they've played as Azerbaijan right um as maybe not Turkey obviously but you know some of those lower tier uh yeah. national teams yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Kosovo, Kazakhstan, yep. stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's eight uh, zero. So one one quick uh, remark. I was looking at this game and I was like, should I bet? A, should I bet more than two point five goals on this game? And within the first freaking fifteen minutes, I believe. Well, no, within the first yeah thirty minutes, it was already three zero. And I was like, shoot, I did Ew. not trust Denmark. <laughs> and now I'm gonna. Trust that in my life. But <laughs> Goldberg shown 
Olsen, they're good players. Uh, Eriksen, who didn't even start. <laughs> He's a monster. Hoshberg, these are players that uh, Char, you know, mm-hmm. with um, Milan. Uh, yeah, these are these are a good. Pl- it's a good team. It's definitely a good team. They have Daniel Was from Valencia, uh, Christensen, your boy. Christensen, uh, Brad White, my boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brad White might be. Didn't even play. Uh, Christensen, yeah, I mean, he didn't even play, but I think it was more of you know the opponent. Christensen is very important to that squad. Mm-hmm. Very important captain, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Captain last last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, a very, very good player. I think they're going to take that first place in that group. In this group. Can, it's, it's arguable, though, that Austria and Scotland can compete in that one. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Scotland, just, uh, I think they're just a couple of players away from, from you know, they're- World Cup tournament material i still think they're missing a few players there to to fill in is billy gilmore playing i'll with tell them? you that's who i was gonna tell you okay i'll tell you i'll tell you one player that they're missing and that's billy the goat billy goat yeah is i mean what they call him which is oh, what a it's player. at what this player. point it's like you obviously run the risk of billy representing england so why not go in and just call him up to the, yeah. the first team yeah, you, I, I think I they have called them in. I don't think they've called them in for official matches, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. So you're right. I think mm-hmm. there's you run, you run that risk. I do. They have called them up. I don't think they've done it for official games, which means that he has that risk, like you said. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is, uh, yeah, you you got to you got to get you got to snatch him now. I mean, if it, if that's if he hasn't of already. Course. It's just yeah. oh, well, uh, who was it? Um, Jack Grealish. He Jack Grealish, Declan Rice. You know, s- those are players who first committed to Ireland, but really, England swooped in and you know flattered yeah. them and and seduced them, and <laughs> now they're getting married in June nineteenth. I mean, that's that's that, myself. That's me. Never mind. Uh, but. Um, yeah, either way, same situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spain, 2-1, Georgia with a last-minute goal. 90-plus <laughs> two-minute. I had a bet that they would score more than 1.5 and win. That was such a rush for me. <laughs> but uh, such a... Yeah. Once again, man. Shot on targets, three with 78% 70. <sighs> possession, five on, five off target, 869 total passes. Once again, it's not recipe for a uh, goliza or recipe for a specific win, but you do not have three shots on target, five mm-hmm. shots off with 78 possession of the ball. What do you do with 80% possession of the ball and not <laughs> shoot? I watched a lot of the game. What they tried to do is, you know, similar to Barca. However, you don't have someone like Messi there. They tried to uh, a flick over the, the defensive line and then pass it back. Do a, a, cr- uh, a lot of crosses, but crossing on the ground to the 
coming in, in yeah tens or the or Morata, you know. Not a lot of Morata running in behind. A lot of granted a lot of teams will sit back against Spain. Yeah. Regardless, that's what they go for. They, mm-hmm. they, they go for that same thing. And that is why you don't see that many shots on uh, you know on target. And then you look at even um let's look at their corners. I mean, that can tell three corner or six corners for Spain versus three for Georgia. If you're shooting, if you have that that's much possession, tough. you should yeah. have corners. You should have like probably like twelve corners. Twelve. Yeah. Oh, you easily. I mean? Easily. Because if, if you're not scoring, then you're at least getting your corner off. It's just I, I don't know. That's such a Spain is a very very frustrating statistically to look at uh, the game itself. You know you have very good players and they play nice. They play very such skillful, especially Pedri. Oh, what a player! But it's very frustrating. Very frustrating. Two like unorthodox stats I always pay attention to is fouls and offsides. Fouls, obviously, if you're getting fouled, a team is not going to let you get into rhythm. Yeah, you're gonna get frustrated. You're gonna get stressed. Yeah. You're gonna get mad. And offsides. How many times are you trying to break that last third to make a run into the goal? They yeah. had two. <laughs> Usually, I want to see this like at five or six offsides per game, because yeah. at least you're keeping the other team pinned in the back, right? And you're looking for those spaces in between to you know have a shot at goal. But I mean, yeah, brilliant, right? It's such a I, brilliant like stats to look at because that's that's so true. I, I will say that they did have more shots to, in total than last game. And again, uh, a Pedri is going to help you, you know, going to help you do that. Uh, he is a baller. <laughs> Such a good player. Yeah, yeah, so I, excited for him. So yeah, excited yeah, to see what's to come. Yeah. It's like, Brian uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hill, I mean, another youngster. Pedro Porto, right back. Uh, right. Danny Olmo. Danny Olmo. I know you were high on Danny Olmo. Yeah. Even before. I like Danny um, Olmo. Yeah. He does play a a different role with, with uh, Red Bull, though. I think he's taking up that Timo Werner center forward type of spot. Yeah, um, it's weird. They kind of rotate that that because they do obviously a, they do a more three, four, two, mm-hmm. one. So yeah. they kind of wrote, they kind of do very much of that total kind of look to it. They rotate that. They rotate those top three players. So more European qualifying uh throughout the throughout the week. You have Belgium playing against Belarus, which easy win. Uh Croatia against Malta, Netherlands against Gibraltar, Portugal, Luxembourg. Uh, Norway, Montenegro, Turkey, Latvia, and Wales, Czech Republic. I believe South America teams also. Yeah, so Ecuador plays Chile, Uruguay, Bolivia, Paraguay, Colombia. Uh, personally, my favorite round of World Cup qualifying is the Colmebol, the South American oh. teams. Easiest to follow because they don't have. 30 million groups and then a, a tournament <laughs> then after. Another. Yeah. So this Comme Ball is just one whole table. Uh, you play each team home and away. Top four teams pass in the World Cup. Fifth place goes to the uh, uh, playoff. That's a pachaque. So, 
And <laughs> like, how do That's you sick. choose? Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, Paraguay, Uruguay, Chile, Colombia. I Venezuela. mean, for the most part, you're Pero, expecting, yeah. you know, Venezuela, Peru, Bolivia, and, and maybe Ecuador and Paraguay to not be the most competitive. However, Ecuador already has, what, four, three wins? Three uh, wins. Yeah. And you, so you're, you're expecting usually Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and Chile, maybe, Colombia too. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, from the for now right now you're looking at Ecuador and Paraguay at third and fourth and you still got Uruguay Chile and Colombia who are top teams mm-hmm. that's an exciting group like you said yeah. it's, a, it's fun and to watch that one yeah Venezuela and Peru too I mean two teams yeah. who, who are going through oh, good yeah, faces with, 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 with good players good talent yeah. Peru um, for sure yeah uh, another game that I'm looking forward to uh, England Poland <laughs> England, Poland, that's going to be, uh, I mean, not, not, you know, Lewandowski obviously is their, their guy, but I'm looking forward to it just to see, you know, finally England get a, 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 a more yeah. competitive game in definitely, and uh, to see where they're at, to see where they're at. Because um, like I said, we know we both rate them and mm-hmm. uh, are excited to see what they can do. And if they're, you know, Poland's going to be their first, bigger test to see and, I, and yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i predict they you know they're gonna play a little bit better uh he's gonna start you know their top guys he's gonna start kane for sure um you know he's gonna still have john stones i think out there mounts out there i think he's gonna have Foden out there he's gonna start having his his main guys out there um and i th- and i and i think they whoop poland because now he puts out his his, his players because he knows he's a, it's a competitive match it's yeah. a more competitive match so that's exciting to watch that's coming in on uh t- wednesday so mm-hmm. we'll see that um yeah those are probably the most exciting ones coming in for the midweek france plays bosnia germany north macedonia uh Italy, Lithuania, and Spain, Kosovo. So, and Brazil, Argentina. Oof. So, for sure, uh, it'll be a great game. I believe Mexico also plays on Tuesday. Uh, yes, they play we, Tuesday. Yeah, they play Tuesday. Kind of uh, just forgot about them. And uh, I think, uh, obviously, it'd be rude not to mention the the uh, UEFA Women's Champions League teams uh they also start their second leg on Wednesday uh Chelsea visit Wolfsburg uh two great teams For two great sure. women's teams Wolfsburg uh, is such a good woman mm-hmm. uh women's team they Chelsea did beat them 2-1 Chelsea's such a very very top team mm-hmm. as well and then the team that hasn't lost this season, knock on wood, Barcelona plays Barcelona. Man City. Uh, Barcelona currently up three nothing. Uh, so, and, and City's uh, not a, a bad team. No, they're City's not a good team. They, oh. they have, I, again, yeah, amazing a, culture. Yeah, they're a very, very good, uh, good team. They have um, Sam Mewis, Mewis, Sam Mewis. Yeah, Houghton. Um, the two uh, Americans, uh, Lavelle, Rose Lavelle, mm-hmm. yeah, and then um, who's the second one? Yeah, they have um, 
Abby Dalkember. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I'm not. I only know a couple of players on this team. Actually, Bronze, Lucy Bronze. Uh, yeah, just because she's basically won every award out there. So, uh, great player as well. And uh, the Leon Paris. I mean, these are good. Leon mm-hmm. Paris. These are good teams. Yeah. Leon Paris. That those are both very good teams. So I think like. It's interesting because Chelsea, Wolfsburg, Barca, Man City, Paris, and Lyon, those are the teams that you look at and you say, okay, these are the top, you know, women's um, squads. So it's exciting to see what, what comes next, who 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 dominates. Is it going to be Barca, Chelsea, mm-hmm. or Lyon? Because I think those are the three that are going to be. I think, you know, with Byron's there, obviously. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes next, but that's, yeah, definitely uh, the women's league that's transformed into something very, very competitive. It's nice to watch. I think this is probably a conversation for another episode, but uh, within like two, three years, women's European soccer is already more competitive than the the women's soccer in the U.S. who's been who trying like, to get a, a league for like 20 years. and <laughs> Who has like nine teams. Yeah. And just, I don't understand that. I think I think you know it's been amazing. It, it's such a great achievement for the U.S. women's soccer team as they've won World Cups and, and gold medals. But I think uh, they really well, they're starting up, to have catching up. <laughs> they're starting to have better fields, better academies for younger players. Mm-hmm. They're starting to have better facilities to cater these uh, women players. That you know, I went to Cobham. I had the opportunity to go to Chelsea. Uh, the Cobham and, and yeah, don't get me wrong, the the girls didn't have the facility that Chelsea did, but the at the fields they had access to everything that the men have. They just had a different. They had a smaller building, mm-hmm. um, but it was still the resources that they had, the yeah. the coaches that they had, the fields that they had. It was still such a, you know, the academies that they had. It was still, like, so much investment into the women's soccer. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough here. There's not that enough, that 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 wants for, I mean, they, they have the best players. You know, there's, there's no doubt that the United States has the best players. Time and again, they've shown that. However, could that change with all the, you know, again, like you said, it's a podcast for, maybe it's uh, another, for for another, for your your eighth podcast or maybe for another episode. Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean it's something uh, interesting. We'll see what we'll see what happens there. But you know, England, Germany, these are both two countries that are developing their. You know, even France, France, for sure. These are countries that are developing their their women's soccer facility wise and and resource wise more than the United States is. I mean, you know, we should, we had to capitalize on the on the fact that we had better players. Bring them in. Bring, bring, bring. United States be the European soccer. I'd like to uh, just give a quick shout out to Chewy Gill. Um, he uh, helped us with our website. Very excited about it. Like we mentioned in the first episode, we will be blogging as well, uh, and so we will be doing that. Now it is live as of March 28th. Um, yeah, it's uh, noera-penal.com. Again, 
Shout out Chewy Gill for this. Uh, very helpful, very talented individual with this. Uh, you can see on that website, our Instagram, our Twitter, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. On there, you'll have a section of where we will blog, where we will start posting on our website, and uh, you will be able to see our podcast as well on there. Um, yeah, very excited about that concept because both of us, especially Marcel, is, uh, you know, very good writer. Uh, and, yeah, we're looking forward to writing a little bit more about soccer. So not only are we going to have our podcast, but we'll also have a blog that you guys can follow. Uh, again, noera-penal.com. And, yeah, those are going to be two things we're very excited about, our blog, our website. So follow along. We'll be posting the website on our Twitter pages and our Instagram pages very soon once we get our blog going. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that uh, and follow along. Sure. Be nice to us. Uh, yeah, be nice to us. <laughs> We're still learning, but uh, Vicente and I are both motivated by this project. So, And then thanks for listening. Uh, we do keep track of metrics. Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you guys. Very excited about uh, what's to come. If, um, you know, feel free to, you know, message us on Twitter or Instagram about any questions or anything that you guys yeah. want us to talk about. If you guys want to hear a little bit more about our life, our bio. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think we're good. Thank you, guys. Right. See everyone. Peace.